Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome, everyone, to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley up here in northern Colorado watching the snow come in. And those of you in the listening area, Grace FM along the front range of Colorado up into Wyoming, we got this storm coming in. So as we find ourselves in the afternoon a commute to the evening commute, please be careful as the snow comes in. I know it has come in here in the Greeley area, Fort Collins, Loveland, and I think that it probably has moved into the Denver metro area. So be careful. Take your time. It's going to be bitter cold. I know that some of the school districts have already called off school for tomorrow. Uh, UNC up here in Greeley University in northern Colorado my son just told me that they've called off school. So uh, with the bitter cold coming in and three to seven inches of snow, uh, it looks like it's uh, just a good evening for us to be careful, to stay warm, to be safe. Uh, take extra time as you're heading home and uh, take your time. So I uh, just we want to pray that everyone would be safe. Let's do that right now. As Father, we just pray that right now as the snow's coming in, this storm, that uh, we find ourselves in an evening commute. And, uh, Lord, I I even see the lights on in the cars on the Highway 34 as I look out the window doing this broadcast. But I pray that everyone would be safe right now, that you would just protect everyone, that uh, people would get home safely, and, uh, Lord, get home uh, and be safe. And uh, we just pray for... Uh, warmth and electricity would stay on in our homes as we see the temperatures are going to drop uh, 11 below zero here in Greeley um, and cold all along the front range. So uh, we just uh, ask for your hand to be upon us during this storm. And it's in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. If you have opportunity to give me a call, I'd love to hear from you. Let me know how you're doing. Uh, if you got any questions, if you need prayer, uh, please give me a call. Uh, if you're at home, if you're uh, at work, wherever you might be, uh, just uh, let's uh, just be encouraged. Uh, let's uh, keep our focus on the Lord. I know that we don't like the snow. Um, that it's a big inconvenience. But here's the thing. It was interesting at our staff meeting. Somebody said, here's the uh, good news. January's over. But the bad news is it's February. And winter can be challenging. It can be uh, kind of discouraging with the cold weather and everything. But the thing is, this this snow, even though it brings trials and challenges to us, and I was thinking about this this afternoon, uh, that the challenges that we have uh, when it feels like it's cold in our hearts spiritually, when it feels like um, there's just uh, it, there's darkness and all of this, but the Lord is working, and this snow is important for us. I know it's an inconvenience. We don't want it to snow, 
but up here, being in an agricultural area, uh, that the snow is very necessary for um, agriculture to water the ground. We went through such a drought uh, for six months. It was the driest six months up to the first of the year uh, to where we had terrible fires. We're still praying for you guys in Boulder County that lost your homes, over a 1,000 homes because of the wildfires. So there's a blessing with this moisture. And uh, it will be soon that uh, next month in March, towards the end of of March, that they'll be planting the fields. And uh, moisture is important for the weed and all that. So underneath it all, even though there seems to be inconvenience, there is blessing and there is growth, and it is necessary for health. And the Lord will allow those trials and difficulties that come into our lives not to tear us down and make us bitter, but to make us better and to grow us as we trust him and to grow in our faith. So it just reminded me of that. Hey, all open lines right now, 303-690-3000. Welcome everyone listening live on Grace FM along the Front Range. Again, be careful as you're heading home uh, in this commute. Love to hear from you if you have opportunity to call. And you can also text in a question or a prayer request. 720-336-0897 is the text line. I want to remind you that that is a dedicated text line uh, for you. And you can um, you can uh, text in a prayer request and uh, you can do that 24-7. And the prayer team at Calvary Church in Aurora will be praying for you. So got two open lines now. Grab one of those open lines. I want to welcome all those um, that are listening in on Radio by Grace all over the country, particularly in the southern part of the country. My daughter lives in Florida, and I was saying that it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow. We're going to be 11 below zero here. That's a 90 degrees difference. And so you guys are blessed as you're down in the warm weather. So I'd love to hear from you guys from Florida, uh, all through the south, uh, on the stations you are listening live today. And then, of course, those of you who are listening on Hope FM and Truth FM and uh, Higher Rock Radio in Idaho, you're a week delayed, but you get to call in. We'll have our conversations, and then you get to listen to it a week later. And then all the online listeners across the country, um, you too get to call in, and um, you can call it that number, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We're going to begin with the phone lines. Let's go to Bobby in Atlanta. Bobby? Bobby, you there? Yes, sir. I'm here. <clears throat> You're on Calvary yes, Live. <laughs> Go ahead. You okay? Yes, yes, sir. I'm okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Are you going to pray for me? Yep. That i you know, make connections and avoid getting this finance or grant from the government or grant? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, Father, I do pray. I pray for Bobby, who's calling from Atlanta, Lord, that he has financial needs, and you care for our financial needs. And I just pray for the grant that he has applied for, for the aid that he needs, that you would supply all his needs. And, Lord, that you would just uh, just bless him in that way. Uh, I thank you that he's called us, and, and we can come. You invite us to come to you, Abba Father, because we have relationship with you, and we can give you our, our prayers with supplic- and supplications and requests to you with thanksgiving. We thank you that you're a mighty God 
who can supply all our needs in Christ Jesus. So I pray that you would do that with Bobby, that you would bless him, and that you would just provide for him financially. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Bobby, going to be praying for you, okay? Okay, thanks. God, Jesus Christ, you hope Emmanuel. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. You bet. Maybe you got a prayer request, and the Lord cares about all our needs uh, financially, emotionally, physically, um, relationally. He cares about us, and we are invited to to pray and come to Him. We have relationship. That was an amazing thing with the, the disciples and in Jesus' days, he came along, and and they came to him and said, teach us to pray. And he said, you pray this way, our Father who art in heaven. And to the religious leaders, that was scandalous because they dare not say the name of the Lord, the name of God. And then here comes Jesus, and he says, my Father, my Father, I do the will of my Father. My Father sent me. And, and as he speaks of that relationship with the Father, he then tells us when we pray, pray in this manner, our Father, and we have relationship with him. Again, the spirit of adoption where we can cry out, our Father, you know, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, and that reference for him. And so give me a call if you need prayer, 303-690-3000. It's a call-in number. we got a couple open lines. The text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Lou in Aurora. Hi, Lou. Lou, are you there? I'm here. Lou? How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for calling. You're on Calvary Live. Yeah, I was calling to ask about some clarification on the kingdom of God and whether that's mm-hmm. something that is um, currently being established on earth and that we're living in now or that something is yet to come. Well, Jesus is going to come in and establish his kingdom. And there are those who will say that the kingdom of God is here, Um the kingdom of God in Luke's gospel, they they were saying, you know, bring the kingdom of God. They were challenging Jesus. And Jesus said, the kingdom of God is, is in you. It's better translated. The kingdom of God is among you. He was the king. So Jesus has not established his kingdom. Um, there are those who will come along and say, well, we're in the millennium reign. Uh, the kingdom of God is here. Uh, the millennium reign is not here. We're still... Uh, in this world to where we're seeing death, disease, sickness, it's rampant, all those things. But the kingdom of God will come when Jesus Christ comes back literally, physically, in the second coming of Jesus Christ, and then he will establish his kingdom. And as you read the Old Testament, we've been going through the Old Testament here on Wednesday nights at Calvary Greeley, and just that at that time, then righteousness will cover the earth as waters cover the sea, as Isaiah says, and also that his glory will cover the earth as waters cover the sea as well, is what the minor prophets tell us, and that um, it, there, he will rule the nations with the rod of iron. That has not happened yet, and we know that there's going to be, be before that time, there's going to be a period of great tribulation, and there's going to be turmoil, and there's going to be upheaval, even as we see now. The signs that we see now are just a shadow of what is going to culminate in the tribulation period and the birth pangs. And those signs are going to come about to where his kingdom then will be birthed at the second coming of Jesus Christ. And the Bible tells us that he will rule and reign. We're going to rule and reign with him, as Revelation chapter 5 tells us. 
and he will rule and reign for a thousand years here on this earth. He's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. There's going to be the Millennium Temple that you can read about at the end of the book of Ezekiel. He will be in Jerusalem. Zechariah speaks about it as well, that he's going to reign from Jerusalem, and and then the nations are going to come up. They're going to worship him. Uh, They're going to worship and celebrate the Feast of Tabernacles, Zechariah says. And then after a thousand years, the heavens and the earth that we now know are going to dissolve. Peter writes about that in a fervent heat. Uh, We know that Revelation chapter 20 speaks of that, that there was nowhere where the earth and the heavens were found. They dissolved. Then there will be the great white throne judgment. And then the last two chapters of the book of Revelation, where he uh, creates a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. And that's where we will be with the Lord for all eternity. And I can't wait. Neither can I. (laughs) I can't wait. We know it is, and we have such a glorious future. So um, I don't understand those who say that, you know, the kingdom is here. It's like we're in the millennium reign. If this is the millennium reign, I'm kind of disappointed, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the Bible's very specific what it's going to be like. And, you know, the children, we were reading in Zechariah uh, for midweek study that the children will be able to play in the streets and not be hurt. You know, the lion will lay down with the lamb. That's not our world right now. And in the millennium reign, Jesus Christ will be here physically, literally, and he will rule the nations with a rod of iron. So it's very clear when the kingdom of God comes. And we we are not in that right now. We're not in the millennium reign. We are still waiting for that. And to keep in mind, Lou, that there's a lot of upheaval, upheaval. there's tribulation that's going to come. There's going to be great tribulation that will come before that time happens, and uh, and then Jesus Christ will come back at the end of that tribulation period. Well, thank you, Pastor Jeff. I appreciate your input on that. Okay, you're welcome. Call any time. Be careful out there, okay? All right, thanks. Okay, you bet. Absolutely. A couple open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. I had somebody on somebody telling me that they had a relative that they believed that we're in the millennium reign. It's like we're not in the millennium reign. And that's why it's so important that we look at the scriptures. There are hundreds of verses in the Old Testament that describe what the millennium reign is about and what's going to happen in the millennium reign. There's whole chapters uh, that describe it and, and how Israel's going to be restored and how he's going to rule and reign from Jerusalem. And to say that we're in the millennium reign is um, it's not biblical at all. And uh, we have yet to see the even the tribulation period. We're still in the church age, folks. So make sure to keep everything in its context, uh, particularly when it comes to end-time prophecy, because there are some also doctrines out there that will say that the church is going to grow and grow, and then we're going to usher in the kingdom of God. Um, that's new apostolic reformation. It sounds good, but Paul would write that in the last days it's going to be perilous times. He writes that in the latter times there are going to be those who are given over to doctrines of demons. Uh, he he tells us that in the, you know that they will not endure sound doctrine. So we're told. I mean, God's still working, 
but there's going to be a time where he's going to take the church out of and away from the hour of tribulation, as Revelation chapter 3, verse 16 tells us. He's going to take the church out of this world, and then there's going to be a false church on the scene for the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, and then the Antichrist will step up, and he will proclaim himself as God to be worshipped as God, and that will take us to the end of the tribulation period when the Son of God comes and puts uh, you know, uh, him away um, and uh, puts the nations of the world are judged, Israel is restored, and then he will establish his kingdom. So all those things that we see very clearly in the scriptures. Hey, give me a call, 303-690-3000. Maybe you got a question about the end times. Uh, maybe you need prayer. Text line is 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jenny in Windsor. Hi, Pastor. Jenny? Welcome to the program. So glad you called. Thank you. Um, I have a couple of prayer requests today. Um, okay. First of all, I'd like to um, pray for my father. His name is Jose. Um, he's been diagnosed with COVID. Uh, my dad is a senior citizen. Um, so I'm really worried about him. And I'm really, you know, a lot of people are getting this virus and a lot of people are sick and I need comfort for that. And I need prayer for that as well. And then yeah, I have a absolutely. couple more requests. Would you like for me to go on, or would you like for me to wait? No, you go ahead and give me those uh, prayer requests, and then we're just going to lift it all up to the Lord. All right, Pastor. Okay, um, second of all, I'd like to pray for my mother, Victoria. Um, okay. I am beginning to see um, her prayers. Her prayer life is becoming stronger. Um, her words, Pastor, are just so gentle and kind. And I'd really like to ask for prayer for that to for those for that just to be opened up and to just let it all come out. Um, she's a very gentle spirit, and her words yeah. are extremely beautiful and kind. That's um, great. Yes, and then thirdly. Um, I had a ministry um, that was doing well um, for a couple of years. Uh, we'll go back a little bit. Um, it's, I started it in 2013, and it um, I was working through that. Well, God was working through my ministry um, mm-hmm. for for a, a, a time there, and about 2017 or so. Um, it started to kind of slow down quite a bit. And my ministry, let me fill you in real quick, not to take up too much of your time because I know you're busy and there are other callers. My ministry uh, was a phone-based ministry um, that I was um, doing weekly scripture on a voicemail. And then I had a second line where I was available for um, just whoever wanted to call who needed prayer. Um, It was mainly focused on um, street outreach. There's a lot of addicted. And um, so I was praying um, mostly just um, targeting women, you know, um, you know, just, just sharing, sharing the gospel with them, you know, the love that God has for them. And, you know, just to try to, you know, work that angle, you know, that, that there is more, you know, God has so much more for them, you know, and that they were just being oppressed in this way. Anyway, to make a long story short, within the past few weeks, um, I have been feeling the need to get back into that, um, mainly because I have been asked almost on a daily basis 
for prayer, um, for resources, you name it. And I've been, you know, just freely giving. Um, and I think that um, my ministry is really going to start up again. I'm really happy about this. I'm working in a place with a whole facility full of the elderly, um, yeah. some of them who are spiritually just spiritually bankrupt, and it is heartbreaking. Yeah. It is heartbreaking. Yeah. But I also yeah. see and I'm learning that there are people in the facility who have this need for for prayer, for more prayer and more Jesus. And yeah. um, I'm willing to even, and I, and I know when you go to work, you cannot do these things. I am fully aware of that. When you're at work, right. you're to work and to do your job. And um, But on the side, I have found time, you know, to dispense those yeah. prayers when necessary. And um, well, God comes first those, in my life. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the ministry that it calls us to is very important. A couple things very quick. And then we're going to go and we're going to pray. We're going to pray for your dad. COVID is very much around. We we got a lot of people that we know here at the church that have just gotten over COVID in this la- latest wave or have it. Matter of fact, we, we had somebody who just lost uh, a family member. So we're going to pray for God's healing upon your dad. Um, and then also for your mom. And you said that she's very gentle. When, when a person becomes uh, a man or woman of prayer, they get tuned into God's heart, and that's the result of that is the gentleness and just the kindness that comes out of the words because you're just in tune with the Lord. And, you know, we, 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 get, we pray because we um, are welcome to do that. We're invited to do that. We have needs and supplications. But there's a work that God does through us through prayer. And then thirdly, your ministry. When you were talking, I was thinking about Haggai. Do you know the story the prophet Haggai in the Old Testament. And what had happened was, is that after the captivity, they came back to to rebuild Zerubbabel and Joshua the high priest, the foundation of the temple. They were told they could go back, rebuild the temple. They did that, and then the work stopped. There was challenges, there was difficulties, and the work stopped for a while. And and then um, the decree came back from the king of, of Persia, uh, Persia hey, you can start rebuilding again. But what had happened is the people didn't do that. They the, the temple work had stopped for a while, and Haggai comes on the scene and he says, it's time to get back to the work of the Lord. And I think that perhaps that's what the Lord may be saying to you. It's time to get back to the work of the Lord because he wants to use you and he's put you in a place where you have a lot of people that you can minister to. So I hope that's an encouragement to you. And it Father, I... Very much so. Yeah, there's 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 ministry to do, and you know that's the word for all of us that are listening here, because I think that over the last two years, you know, the work stopped for uh, a couple years, you know, before they heard again. It's okay, you can start doing the work again, but then the work stopped for a total of fourteen years. But Haggai says, consider your ways, and I think over the last two years, you know, we've had the mandates, we've had all the other things that are taking place that, um, you know, to some, you know, we got to be careful. I know that some people, they need to be careful, and uh, they got choices to make. Uh, But I think that the Lord's beginning to say to a lot of us that consider your ways. It's time to get back to the work of the Lord. He's coming back very soon. 
and um, and there is a house to be built that is a living temple, the house of God, living stones, people to come into the kingdom, and, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to use us in that, and no pandemic, no snowstorm that we're experiencing, you know, no persecution is going to stop the gospel from going forth. Not there right. is work to there is work to be done. So, Father, I pray for, I just pray for Jenny. I just pray that for her dad, you bring healing, because it does. This COVID is very much still around, affecting people, causing problems, serious health problems. I pray for your protection upon her father, Jose, and I just pray that you would just bring healing to him, strength to him, that the COVID would go away, and that you would strengthen his body. I pray for her mother. Victoria, that as she just continues to be a woman of prayer, that as those words of kindness and gentleness come forth, it's because you're doing a work in her heart and that she would just be able to share those things that you're showing her and that you're teaching her. And Lord, that you would continue to bless her. And I pray for my sister. I pray for Jenny, the ministry that you've given to her, that Lord, as she's feeling um, your presence and, and voice hearing your voice to to continue that ministry in the days in which we're in, that you would just encourage her and that you would just bless her. And Lord, it's all by your grace. And Lord, I just pray that you would just guide her and direct her and use her in the place she is to pray for people, to pray for the elderly, to be a voice of truth to them, to minister to them that you've given to her, to be one that is a blessing and a light um, people are in the darkness. They're looking for light. They just don't know where to find it. And Lord, I pray in the words in her life that you would use her in a powerful way. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, Pastor. Thank you so very much. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for you everything. Too, you bet. Thanks for calling. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Got an open line. That's the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Jonathan in Fort Collins. Jonathan? Hey, Pastor Jeff. Hey, thanks for calling. Thanks for taking my call. I had a couple things. Uh, one was a bit, kind of a question. I guess the second part was a more of a prayer request. But I have a family member who's a, who's a Christian. He's a, he's a, he goes to a Lutheran church, and he is convinced beyond any doubt in his mind that there is no such thing as a rapture. And I've never really gotten. I've always been kind of kind of the person that thinks that you know doesn't really. If God wants to take us, whatever you know, that's up to Him, and He'll figure it out. But He is adamant that there's no such thing as a rapture, and that's an American Christian creation. I just don't know where He's citing or potentially citing that from Scripture. And maybe mm-hmm. you can just shed some light on that debate. Um, I know. I know from stuff I've heard, like Martin Luther allegedly didn't have a great. Uh, understanding or belief in the book of revelation as it was among other books. So I was just curious, you know, him being a loser right. and all, I didn't know where he was drawing some of those, uh, conclusions. Okay. And then the second part was just more of a prayer quest. So we can dive into that later. Okay. And, you know, we're going to be getting close here to the break. So I, I want to kind of walk you through this a little bit so you can help him. And there are people out there to say that there is no rapture and, one of the things they'll say that the word rapture is not in the Bible or whatever, but when you yeah. hear the music, we're going to stop, and then on the other side of music, we'll pick it up. Because it is important for you to be able to start that conversation with them and ask them specifically, why don't you 
believe in the rapture. Can you show me from Scripture? He might say, well, it's an American. It's not an American thing. Um, Paul the Apostle in First Thessalonians chapter 4, he said, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. And then mm-hmm. we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. That word caught up is harpazo in the Greek. It's the Latin word rapturus, where we mm-hmm. get our English word rapture. So the sure. word rapture actually is in it's in the Latin Bible, and so it means the sudden taking. So Paul speaks about a time where there's going to be a generation of Christians that are going to meet the Lord in the air. And so the, it's a biblical doctrine that is there for us. So... You hear the music, Jonathan. We're going to come back on the other side, finish our conversation, and then you can give me your prayer request. But hey, we got an open line, 303-690-3000. Grab that open line. We're going to be right back in about 90 seconds. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you on this snowy day here in Colorado. So once again, I just want to say for those of you in our listening area on Grace FM as you're listening live right now, uh, be careful coming home. The snow has moved in to Northern Colorado, I know Fort Collins, Loveland, Greeley, and I believe it has probably moved into the metro Denver area. So please be careful. Take your time. There's going to be bitter cold and uh, want everyone to get home safely. And give me a call if you have opportunity. You're in a safe place, 303-690-3000, as we have, uh, I believe, a couple open lines. And then the text line is 720 0897. So if you're just joining us for the second half of the show, uh, I was online. We're going to go back to Jonathan from Fort Collins, who is asking um, about how to minister to his brother that doesn't believe in the rapture of the church. You still there, Jonathan? Yes, sir. Thank you. So we do know that to talk to your brother about it's not just an American, you know, Western kind of doctrine. It's a biblical doctrine that is there. And you can read to him First Thessalonians chapter 4, First uh, Corinthians chapter 15, that speaks about the resurrection. Because the rapture of the church, we are going to be raptured to where we get new heavenly bodies. And Paul writes that we shall not all sleep. And that's a word, sleep for um, for death. He says, not all of us are going to sleep, um, but we shall all be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. So he's speaking about the rapture of the church. There's going to be those who are not going to experience death and that um, that they will be changed as they uh, at the twinkling of an eye, which is the at yeah. the speed of light, is going to be changed. And then, of course, uh, the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption. So those are two references. And I believe, you know, you can even show Jesus in the yeah. upper room in John chapter 14. And and there's there's just a lot of biblical evidence. It, Revelation chapter 3, verse 16, 
the promise to the church of Philadelphia that he'll take us out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. It, it is interesting to me, and it is a challenge more, Jonathan, that I hear more people that say that they don't believe that there's a rapture and even that there are churches, more churches, unfortunately, even some evangelical churches that won't talk about the rapture of the church or they don't believe in the rapture of the church. And it's unfortunate because we see the the imminent return of the Lord is all over the New Testament. And whether people believe the rapture is going to be before the tribulation period or during the tribulation or at the end, um, that's another debate. But to say yeah. that there is going to be no rapture is ignoring completely what the uh, Bible has to say and what Paul tells us is a, the blessed hope, the blessed hope of his appearing. And um, and so you can just show him scripture that it's not just an American thing or a Western thing. And there are some, too, Jonathan, you know, while I'm thinking about this, that will say, well, they believe in a rapture, but the rapture won't happen until the end of the tribulation period because we have to go through that hour of trial and tribulation. We have to be tested. Um, yeah. And and that is like we have to go through persecution. There's nowhere in the Bible that says that. No other generation of the church had to go through the Great Tribulation. And then that's a West that's more of a Western view. Because if you go to like Sudan, you go to uh, North Korea, you go to Afghanistan, those Christians are experiencing persecution. Um, and we know that the persecution will get worse. So just strong biblical evidence to talk to him and um and pray with him and you know as you open up the conversation to ask him you know and this is what i do why why do you think that can you show me from the scriptures where there is no rapture and and just challenge him a bit in that and um and that's where you can go with it well i'm glad you brought up revelation 3 because that was part of my reading today you know and his his argument has always been that you know it's, it's when has it been in god's nature to keep his people out of out of the trials and out of the out of the tribulations, you know, and you can cite all kinds of references throughout the Bible. And I said, yeah, but that's not not the rapture, but that's his argument. And I don't know where he, he's hearing that, but that's that's what I sent him today. Was where uh, where Jesus talks is telling talking to the Church of Philadelphia and talking about uh, keeping us from the trial for those yeah. who dwell on the earth. And he hasn't responded, and, but um, well, there's and there are those who say you people that believe in the rapture of the church you're just sticking your head in the sand and it's a way of escape you know that that's what they'll say but Jesus when in the Olivet discourse in Luke's gospel mm-hmm. that he w- would say watch therefore and pray always that you may be counted worthy to escape all these things what things that is he just talked about the tribulation period he said there is a way of escape that you may stand before the son of man and and so he's saying, listen, you pray, be watching, don't be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, cares of life, that this day, what day, the day of the Lord overtakes you, and for it will come on a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. When you go through the book of Revelation, when you see that term, those who dwell on the earth, that's a term for unbelievers. And he says, watch, therefore, what you are to do is pray that you're counted worthy to escape all of that, to escape all the day of the Lord, the the tribulation period, and stand before the Son of Man. So Jesus has given us an escape, and 
you know, I don't see in the scriptures where he's going to, you know, beat up his bride, uh, you know, in the tribulation period. He's going to take us out. He's going to take yeah. the bride out. And there's other scriptures as well. You can look at Isaiah. Isaiah speaks about, you know, how come and hide, uh, as he says, uh, another reference you can show him, chapter 26, I believe. Nope, not 26. Um, it is chapter 16 that um, in Isaiah, he says, you know, come and hide and for a little while. And it's chapter 26. It is chapter 26. Come, my people, enter your chamber, shut your doors behind you. Hide yourself, as it were, for a little moment. So we're going to be hidden away, and those are the scriptures. And Enoch, who is the picture, I believe, of the church, who was raptured. And then what happened? The flood. That's clear in the book of Genesis. Then judgment came on on the world. So hopefully those those references will help you. And even Jesus himself talks about that in Luke 17, you know, talking about so as it was in the yeah. days of Noah will be in the last days. And you know, talking about people be be living their lives, and all of a sudden, you know, these things will happen. And, and he talks about the the, the, the those uh, dead in Christ will be uh, go up to meet him, and you know, mm-hmm. they will be taken away from that. So, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I appreciate yeah. The, uh, the references, and I'll uh, I'll I'll dive into that some more, and kind of prick him, prick, try to prick his heart a little bit too, to yeah. kind of guide me yeah. down his thought process, and maybe maybe he's yeah. uh, show me where he's coming from, and maybe in, in doing so, we'll bring some clarity yeah. the other good, the other good. part and I, i'll let you go but um i have a prayer request similar to, to the previous caller you know my mom has been uh for the first time that i can think of really pursuing the things of the lord and that's been a huge blessing she, she'll message me randomly just saying hey i'm praying for you or whatever um unfortunately at this very same time there's a spiritual attack going on with my my dad who is going the other direction he is just they're both retired now and they're just seeking to uh my, they're just my dad's goal is right now um, to just have as much fun in retirement as he can and live it up. And I see his soul is kind of corroding because of it. And I pray for him and I try to encourage him and tell him, Hey, you know, you're just not yourself lately. And I try to, you know, just, just be there for him, but remind him that, you know, that he wants, I told him the other day that he once was a man who sought after the things of God and he's drifted from that. And, and that'll be, that I've been praying for him and I love him. And I just, yeah. I, I want to lift him up because he, you know, he's a, He's a man of God. He loves. He's he's a Christian. He's a believer. But I think right now he's just being the devil's just kind of shining, uh, yeah. putting shiny things in front of him and kind of leading him away from. Yeah, uh, and and that can happen in heaven versus you know, yeah. like Philippians says, their gods are their bellies, and I think that's what Satan's kind of dragging him into. And there's just a and that's what in my, in my and that's what that's what Jesus was saying in that you know verse. Don't get weighed down with drunkenness, carousing. We we think, well, I'm not going to go out and be full of drunkenness and crowding. But then he said, cares of life. And, you know, cares of life can take us away. We all have a living. We have things we enjoy doing. And it can really begin to weigh us down. And that was part of the warning that Jesus gave. But just real quick, and then we're going to pray for your mom and dad. And I'm going to pray for your brother as well, is that, you know, Haggai, I already mentioned it, that the people— had turned inwardly and they were so busy building their own houses and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and Haggai comes on and says, listen, the Lord is saying this, that you need to get back to the work of the Lord, the things of the Lord and you plant, but you have no harvest. You, you, you know, um, you work, but you have no wages. 
you have so much need. And to just gently remind your dad that, you know, I'm glad you're retired. This is a new season in your life. You can enjoy things. But listen, true satisfaction and fulfillment is going to come by getting back to the things of the Lord. And um, so, Father, I just pray. I just pray for Jonathan, his parents. I pray for his mom who's pursuing the things of God. And, and Lord, that you would bless her and guide her. And, and um, Lord, just continue to draw her to you. But I pray for his dad that as he's retired and it's very easy for us to get uh, carried and taken away and or just uh, drifting away in the cares of life and the things of life. And he's in a season where he can enjoy things. But Lord, not to forget about the work of the Lord, because we know that we can plant and not have a harvest. We can work and not have wages. We can build cisterns and not have any water to drink that he would realize that true satisfaction and blessing comes when we make you the priority and we'll enjoy life, those things that we like doing even better. So I just pray for that. Pray for his brother that you would open up his eyes to understanding the things of the Lord and that you would, um, Lord, just give him clarity and understanding uh, as uh, scripture is presented to him. So I just pray all this for this precious family in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Jeff. I know all about reaping and not sowing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think a lot of us do. Hey, thanks, Jonathan. Appreciate your your appreciate it. your call. Absolutely, you bet. Got an open line three zero three six nine zero three thousand. It's the call in number to text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. Let's go to Jacksonville, Florida. Jeffrey. Yes. How are you doing, Pastor? Good. Thanks. Thanks for holding. You're on Calvary Live. Uh, uh, I got a prayer request. Um, I'm, I'm really stressed out because of, uh, I had caught COVID and, uh, I had to take a car title loan on my car and not asking for anything but prayer. Uh, right. and I, I've been doing a lot of traveling, trying to find working, you know, doing construction travel. And uh-huh. so the car is a very important part to me right now. And right. And, and the, it seems to me, I, I hope I'm not, I know, I know I'm not hallucinating, but if they, they, they have begun to wiretap my, I guess they're tapping into my phone and, you know, all this other stuff that's going on. Every time I go somewhere, every time I cut my phone on, it, okay. it, it's like a signal that goes to them and lead them. You know, I know that, I know they're illegally tapping my phone. I've changed the phone number. I've changed it account number i've i've done everything the email the gmail and these people are still coming in so i know some kind of way that they mm-hmm. are coming in they are illegally tapping my phone to try to find a location well, where i'm at well let's pray jeffrey's pray for your needs and for your god's provision and protection and lord i do pray for jeffrey is he's got covid i pray for health first of all and lord that you would strengthen his body and Lord, that you would bring healing to him and that he would be strong enough to be able to go and to work where he he needs provision and he's asking for that. Uh, transportation, his phone, all those issues that you would take care of. Lord, you care about every area of our lives. You care about every need that we have. And Lord, you care for Jeffrey. And I just pray that you would touch his life, draw him to you, bring healing physically, Lord, bring provision uh, financially, that, Lord, that you bring provision with transportation, 
communication, all those things. He would have the perfect job um, as he desires to work with his hands. And you you say in your word that you will supply all our needs in Christ Jesus. So I pray that you would do that and that you would just guide him and direct him, help him to be healthy as quickly as possible so he can pursue the work that he needs to have. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Jeff. You bet. God bless you. Just keep me in prayer. I just, just, I just mainly wanted to pray for just these, these trucks and yeah. cars. These tow trucks to leave yeah. my car alone long enough for me to make the money. You know, we, where we, I don't we, have to keep running with the car and hiding, yeah. you know, jumping place yeah. to place. State, state, yeah, absolutely. To absolutely. So I can make money to pay the loan, you know. It's only a $600 mm-hmm. loan, but the interest of it is like 200%, you know. And yeah. It's, it's it, really it starts that right up now, I do and wear on you. And uh, you bet. God will just continue to give you the anointing to keep praying for people. Thank you, Jeffrey. God Thank bless you. Sure you. We'll be praying. Okay, 303-690-3000. I believe we have all open lines. Kathy was on the line. She had to drop from Kentucky. Kathy, I'm sorry um, that you weren't able to stay on. She wanted prayer for her son for drugs and alcohol. And uh, she had a question. Kathy, we got time in the show if you want to call back. But I do want to go to your prayer request. As Father as Kathy, um, her son is, is struggling with drugs and alcohol uh, that's holding him in bondage and captivity. And um, it, it's, it's just the addiction um, is, um, it seems like there's no hope, but there is hope in you. And I pray for your touch and healing upon him. I pray that you'd free him from the drugs and alcohol, put him in a place where he can be away from those things, that you'd minister to him, be with Kathy as she desires to minister to her son, give her wisdom, give her strength and courage to do that. And Lord, I just pray that you would work in her son's life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. So 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. 720-336-0897 is the text line. Let's go to Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Dale? Yes, yes. You're on Calvary Live. Hey, thanks for calling. Yes, my question, um, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. Mm -hmm. Um have uh, that passage has become um i guess i'd say somewhat controversial across the uh-huh. uh, christian church today um and i wanted to ask you uh what or how you interpret that passage in reference to um well there's a particular um verse in there that speaks of uh, because of the angels, um, yeah. and this uh, has to do with the uh, wearing of a veiling. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's... so I, I'm just curious what uh, your thoughts are on that passage. Uh, do you well, believe that the uh, that a woman needs to veil herself um, when she prays or prophesies. Well, here, Paul, he's writing about, really writing about order in the church. And, and in the Corinthian church, obviously, 
um, there was disorder that was going on. We see that even with communion. We see that with the gifts of the Spirit, other things like that. So he's writing about the the head coverings, and there was some customs that were there um, that were important in the Greek culture. At the end in verse 16, he says, If anyone seems to be contentious, we have no such customs, nor do the churches of God. So it was more than just a head covering. It was uh, order in the church. It was that he's establishing order. Um, as he is writing there, the principle of headship in the church, uh, we see that. And it, it really you have to start at the beginning and go through it and really go through a lot of situations or circumstances, the application of the principle of headship among the Corinthian Christians. So he's talking about that order. And one of the reasons I believe that he mentions the angels there, which is interesting, isn't it? That he says, remember the, the angels, um, because... I think he says that, first of all, that the early church was very aware of angels that were present. Um, and uh-huh. second of all, he, I think that perhaps he's touching on the angels saw when there was disorder in heaven, when Satan came and rebelled, and then a third of the angels were in that rebellion. So I think perhaps there is a reference to that. Um, but he, in verses 7 through 10, goes on t- to talk about the importance to respect respect the principle of headship in the church. Um, and so it was, you know, those women who were trying to take the role of the man, Paul is saying that in the church that um, the men have a role, the women have a role as well. Now, he's not given a total um, prohibition on women prophesying because later on in Corinthians he talks about women prophesying. But there was an order, there's a headship, there is authority in the church, and that is important, the leadership, and um, and that the men have a role of leadership and the women have a role as well. And there were the women that were trying to usurp that, that authority. And, um, and so that's what he's talking about um, in the corporate meeting. So there's a lot that's there. Um, and, you know, he, he's speaking of, of that authority, of apostolic authority, the leadership in the church that have that authority. So, um, you, you know, he doesn't make it where to where women cannot prophesy, but, and he doesn't, I don't believe, is saying that you have to have a head covering because he makes that clear uh, when we get to the last verse. So, and then he gets into the Lord's Supper. They They couldn't even do the Lord's Supper correctly as well, so... Is there any specific question that you had on that? Um, well, as I mentioned to the person who had taken my call earlier, uh, this passage is highly controversial. Um, uh-huh. A very, very large number of uh, women across the country now are questioning why the pastor's um, teacher, Bible teachers in their church uh, have not um, clearly interpreted that passage uh, to take us back to a practice that uh, has uh, gone throughout, uh, all the way back to creation. Um, and that would be the basis for this teaching, would be creation order of man and woman, but uh, 
there that uh, this scripture speaks of a symbol on a woman's head to show right. uh, that uh, she is under uh, she is submitting uh, to the authority of her husband. Um, the um, yeah, this has been practiced for thousands and thousands of years uh, in other countries such as um, uh, Russia, right. um, in in Africa, across the globe. Uh, there have been many, many, many uh, women who have. Dale, I think I lost you. Up, oh, I think I lost you. But hey, Dale, it, what the text really is saying, I'll just kind of finish up and we'll move on. And sorry that we lost you. And that happens sometimes. But, you know, when he says that the woman praying, um, you know, or prophesying with her head uncovered, what she was saying is, I'm not under authority here, is what she's saying. And, um, and so it dishonors. Um, the authority that God has set up in the church. And then, um, you know, some take it to where I'm going to wear a head covering. Um, there's some customs that do that. There's some societies that do that as well. So there's a lot there. You really have to start at the beginning. And when I teach through this, it takes a couple of weeks actually to go through this. So um, sorry we lost you, Dale. Good question. Uh, it is a t- text that can be confusion and stuff. Um, but um, Paul is trying to emphasize to them the importance to respect the principle of headship that is in the church. I believe that we have, well, we got Jennifer from Texas. Jennifer? Jennifer, are you there? Jennifer? Yes, hello. Hello, you're on Calvary Live. How are you? I am good. How can we pray for you? Well, I'm sitting here with my eight-year-old son, and we're listening to your radio station, and he asked if I would call in and see if we could get y'all to help us pray for my dad, which is his granddad. Absolutely. And, Father, we do pray. I, I thank you from, even as Jesus marveled from the mouths of babes, you know, this young young son, this this grandson, um, that cares for his grandfather, who wants prayer, listening to the radio, I pray that um, he would know that you'd love his grandfather. And we just pray that you would just touch him and free him, help him from uh, those things that he struggles with, those things that, um, Lord, that are just um, holding him perhaps back from knowing you and being free in you. Lord, I just pray that you would just um, minister to him, bring healing to him and what he needs. And Lord, that you're the one that brings freedom to us. You're the one that takes the bondage away. And Lord, you're the one that brings us out of the darkness into your marvelous light. So I just pray that you would do that. I thank you for Jennifer. I thank you that, um, that she called and really on behalf of her son and Lord, that you would give them wisdom and ministering to the, um, dad, Jennifer's dad to, her son's grandfather, and uh, they would express the love of Christ to him and uh, a dependency upon Christ and that you would minister in a great way and that you would do this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Noah has, Amen. Noah's my son, uh, and he's got to be witness to... Um, I'm 36, and this month my dad has been to church with us three times, which is the only three times he's ever been to church in the last 36 years. 
That is so wonderful. And, yes, and so Noah's got to be a part of seeing him um, trans- start to transform over the last month, and um, we're just so thankful for it. He is on hospice. He's been an alcoholic my whole entire life. He's been an addict for mm. 41 years. And you and, keep, um, you, yeah, you keep praying, and you keep, you know, Noah, you keep praying, and he is so so blessed to have a grandson that cares for him and loves him in that way. And, it, you know, and there is hope in Christ always. You know, my dad didn't come to Christ till he was uh, almost 70 years old. He never went wow. to church. He never, you know, um, talked about God. He didn't raise us up as Christians at all. And then one day he came to church when I started on staff uh, over 30 years ago uh, down in Colorado Springs, and he walked in. And he gave his life to Christ. And there's always hope. And so we're just going to pray. Lord, we pray for his salvation. We pray that you would touch him as he's coming and hearing the word and the gospel. I thank you for Noah and uh, his love for his grandfather and for Jennifer. Bring him to salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, Noah. Keep praying for your grandpa, okay? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We appreciate okay. y'all having us on the air. Okay, Jennifer, keep us updated if you have some updates for us. We'd love to hear uh, how God's working in his life. Hey, sorry, Betty Jane. Um, we do pray for Betty Jane's God's plan and grandson and family. Sorry we weren't able to get to you. God bless you. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. Hey, everybody in Colorado, be careful. The snow's moving in. Be safe. Stay warm. And... Uh, Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. God bless you. Have a safe evening. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.